1: What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? And a light heart and... <laughs> the ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show... Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from scottartis.com.
0: And I'm Heather Artis from blackpearlminute.com.
1: Thanks for joining us for Minute 62 of Dead Man's Chest.
0: You're not welcome.
1: It's a little bit rude to start things off on this Friday.
0: (laughs) Well, I always tell you you're welcome and you say, why do you say that? So now I'm going to tell you you're not welcome.
1: But everybody out there is going, yeah, we're welcome. We're here. We want pirate action. (laughs) In the previous minute, freaking Will Turner shakes in his boots at the mere sight of Davy Jones. Well, way to let all the ladies down, Will. Way to show all those kids how to grow up and stand strong in the face of an octopus-faced mythological pirate who simply ferries souls who died at sea to the worlds beyond.
0: He's just cold.
1: Cold my ass. Come on. Your standard everyday thing is right there. Come on. Nothing to be scared of, Will. It's not like he has a giant claw hand that could crush your throat or is so annoying as to blow smoke in your face. Uh, Maybe I need to rethink that. Fishy minute six. Six. Did you hear that? I said six. It's like we transported all the way back in time. Minute six. What happened in minute six?
0: I have no clue.
1: Johnny, geez, I really messed it up. Jack Sparrow blasts his way out of the coffin. Possibly.
0: That's still maybe too far.
1: Really? What was happening? Oh, minute six. Uh, it's possible. Yeah, we were in uh, Port Royal dealing with wedding action. Yeah. Jilted. Yeah, jilted Will. I would say Elizabeth, but Will was the one who was really jilted there. Yeah. Anyways, Fishy Minute 62 begins with Davy Jones asking the chaplain, Do you not fear death? While he inhales from his pipe, the chaplain responds, I'll take my chances, sir. Jones makes good on his threat. To the depths! The minute ends with Davy Jones just having ordered the death of the chaplain making his way down the captured crew line, stopping and looking at Will Turner. You are neither dead nor dying.
0: That sounded like a nice, friendly conversation. It was a
1: nice, friendly conversation. (laughs) Did you not hear me say the word "sir"? (laughs) I'll take my chances, good sir. Yeah. Tipped his hat to Davy Jones, (laughs) that chaplain. Yeah, it's all good. It's all fun and friendly. This is a Disney movie. What else would it be? Yeah. It's not like Disney has a history of slitting people's throats and throwing them into the
0: ocean, shooting
1: Bambi's. (laughs) parents
0: and
1: you know all those fun things (laughs) come on disney it's like tragic love there (laughs) disney's always full of that that's they gotta set up that okay for lack of a better word tragedy that i've already used a hundred times yeah that's what they do yes oh kids we're gonna go see some disney death come on (laughs) in (laughs) i'm sorry but i'm calling it as i see it now i might actually have to think where is one Disney movie where there's not really a death going on? I'm sure there's a ton of them. Toy Story. Toy Story.
0: There's no death in Toy Story. I've seen unless some you're, toys. Unless you're talking about the army men. Yeah, there's been some, some death. Or some of the toys on the other That's side of the fence. That's what I'm talking about. That's true.
1: There's been some death. I'll have to think about this. No, there's some. I think there's probably some. I just can't think of them right now. It'd be like Aristocats or something like that. Was there a death? 101 uh, Dalmatians. Was there really a death in that one? There
0: was almost death.
1: Yeah, so there's some out there, but the ones that I remember, there's always a tragedy happening. You know, family friendly fun afternoon going to see some tragedy. Beauty didn't have a death. Almost, she was sleeping.
0: She was sleeping, but she didn't die.
1: How did we even get on this? Now look. It was
0: happily ever after.
1: Happily never after Shrek style here because
0: Shrek is not Disney, buddy.
1: I know, but they they move on in the Disney world, I guess. I guess that's a good message. you got to move on in the face of tragedy. Yep. Anyways.
0: I see his Na- eye.
1: Well, it's about time. On the side of his head. I told you it would be there.
0: It kind of doesn't look like a human eye now.
1: No, it became more hammerhead shark eye. Yeah. I'm sorry that his hammerhead shark eye fits his hammerhead. Actually, it kind of
0: looked like a googly eye on the side of his head.
1: Like a googly eye? Like you would... With a sticker on the back or something yeah. like that. Get out of here. Look
0: like a googly eye.
1: I don't even know how this whole thing got derailed. And then we started talking about googly eyed <laughs> sharks. And <laughs> I have no clues of what's going on. But there's a lot of like biblical and mythological metaphors that continue in this minute. If we could try and get back on real action track here. Besides this sheer blasphemy. Friday. Yeah, that's true. You've been drinking at work. You're the type that pulls open the desk drawer and have a bottle or four. You got that right. Yeah. Shh.
0: Don't tell anybody.
1: There's absolutely no, well, no for lack of a better word, killing a chaplain, killing a priest. Speaking of Disney death here, that's always a sign.
0: That's blasphemy. Being removed
1: from the realities of the world. Yeah. Beating to your own evil drummer when you kill a priest or kill a chaplain. When a character in a movie blatantly kills a man of the cloth or a spiritual man or woman, that's when you know you're dealing with someone who doesn't recognize any of society's rules. It's the above-the-law idea. That feeling of nothing is sacred, I do as I please.
0: Or Walking Dead.
1: Walking Dead? Now we're going to talk about Walking or Dead? The, well, I do you think you like zombie he's, movies. He's
0: technically dead. Technically. Yeah? Davy Jones. So what would it matter to him to kill a
1: It's for the audience, chaplain. though, because that's always like a taboo subject. Oh, okay. It's weird because there's like an extra thing that's placed on a priest or a chaplain or something like that but you can go around killing any of the other sailors we're okay with that kind of you kill a chaplain it's like oh my god what the hell that's above and beyond how dare you sir you can kill regular people don't you dare kill that guy because this well this completely reminds me of tombstone when the cowboy you know cowboy what's his name Wyatt. what is his name no not wyatt curly bill maybe it's curly bill the bad guy okay he shoots that Mexican priest at the beginning of the movie in the wedding, coming right out of the church. Even if you're religious or not, that just seems a bit sacrilegious.
0: Oh yeah, you're going you're going to the bad
1: place. Yeah, it gives you a good idea of who this character is yeah. right if away. You,
0: if you have no fear of killing a priest, we all know where you're
1: going. I'm assuming out to dinner afterwards because you've worked up a hunger after doing that. Whatever. I almost just went into some other thing about drinking, taking a swig of the the wine and eating the wafers afterwards. But I thought that's really over the line.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it wasn't me who actually killed a priest. It was Cowboy Curly Bill. Well, oh, I know Curly that. Anyways, like I always do. Okay, we got to give a shout out because I mentioned Tombstone. Tombstone Minute, guys. Yeah, their show's done, but hey, you can still listen. It's a podcast. It's always there. But I gotta give a shout out to the Movies by Minutes community when I can. So I have to do that. I had to break that up. But yeah, taking that parallel even further, Jones essentially has the chaplain martyred for encouraging the men to resist him. This is why I was saying that there's a lot of biblical and mythological parallels going on here. Then Greenbeard gets help from Ratlin to throw the chaplain's body overboard. It's just rude on top of it. It's very rude. It's like I'm sending you to the depths. Sending you to my locker.
0: Greenbeard treebeard?
1: No. Yeah, Tree beard, green beard. But I'm surprised, Davy. he says, send him to the depths. Why didn't he say, send him to my locker? That would have been better. That would have been a more clever word. Send him to my locker. And then they throw it him over the It doesn't flow. Hard. I know it doesn't flow, but I'm just saying I wanted to hear it.
0: No, it doesn't flow. It doesn't work.
1: Okay, it doesn't work. Yeah. I do like the dialogue. Davy Jones is kind of poetic in a way. Yeah. Smoking that pipe. Oh, you know, I was going to look up some stuff on his pipe, but I forgot to do it. I'll have to bring it next time.
0: Speaking of rattling, I kind of looked him up a little. You want to know something. I don't know if I do. (laughs) I have to say, though, I really wish we could see the um, crew a little bit, the Dutchman crew a little bit um, better. Actual more detail, you know, more light, more detail. We will. So we can actually see these guys and see all the detail that's done on them. I think
1: we get to see them better later on. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Because Ratlin here, he's... As you said, the chaplain who helps, or the uh, guy—he's the chaplain no, now. No, no. The guy who helps throw the chaplain overboard.
1: Greenbeard. He helps Greenbeard and Ratlin yeah. throw the chaplain over. I yeah. just said
0: that he helps throw the chaplain over. Yeah, but you
1: said it in a lot of words, and <laughs> I just summed it up in a few words. That's all I'm saying.
0: Ratlin. Ratlin.
1: Has... Rasputin.
0: <laughs> Stop it! You're never
1: going to get through this now.
0: Ratlin's face. He's got rope and sailcloth that has. Actually, infused on his face.
1: That's not good. That's like that story of that person who laid on their couch so long that they like skin grew into the couch. Not that I want to frighten anybody. Seriously? Is yeah. that real? It's old, yeah, but it happened because they were there for so long and they weren't moving. It's like well, bedsore action and then that's they just disgusting. fused to the couch. Not Ew. good.
0: He's actually the fourth most trusted mate aboard the Flying Dutchman. Really? Along with Mackis. Pernod and Engler.
1: Arr! Pernod, I don't know if I. Pernod. I don't know if I believe that pronunciation. P
0: R N O D. Pernod.
1: Pernod, that's a horrible name, sir. That's horrible. How
0: would you pronounce it?
1: I don't know. Okay I'm not, not going to go there yet. I just think that that's a lame name, Pernod. You will all fear Pernod. <laughs> what? I don't think so. Pernod. Get you know, this guy thinks he can scare us with his name. No. Maccus. Oh, uh, oh. Pernod. <laughs> People just bust up laughing when he comes. Okay, go ahead. You done? Yeah, I'm done.
0: Okay. His weapon of choice is an axe and a fishing hook.
1: Yeah, the hook, though. I don't like that.
0: A fishing, a fishing hook? hook?
1: He's like holding it between <laughs> his fingers. <laughs>
0: it has hey, to be. A- <laughs> hey, I'm going to get you at this. Okay. <laughs> this is exactly what I pictured. The size six
1: hook. I got it here.
0: Tiny little. I mean, get hook. that thing away from me. But he has to be like one of those. Humongous on a pole type thing, right?
1: Assuming, like you would
0: you would use to pole in.
1: I'm assuming it's a large hook or a big fish hook that you would use, to, yes, to reach down and say grab the shark or something yeah. like that. Not a size assumption. six hook with a little bit of fishing line on that. What is that, a 10 pound weight on there? Six pound? <laughs>
0: So I have to assume it's like that. what you would grab a large fish with if when you're
1: saltwater fishing. If anybody should be sporting the tiny fish hook, it's Pernod. Because <laughs> his name, he's stuck with all the bad stuff. Really, Davy Jones, this is what I get? This tiny little hook? I really wish people could see me trying to do like the little finger hook action.
0: Here. <laughs> if only people could see what we do in here. Hell no. <laughs>
1: I've got to put on some pants then.
0: His name is a play on the word "ratlin," which is a thin the thin line tied between the shrouds of the sailing ship to form the ladder.
1: Are you okay? A you sounded out of breath there. You're like, whoo. I am. You I'm made, a dying.
0: You made me laugh too much with Pernod.
1: Now you're going to sleep over there. Like, oh, thank God I don't have to run a mile. Is that all you got? No. Okay, continue on there, madam.
0: Ratlin is portrayed by Marcelo Tubert.
1: Walk the plank. Okay, Actually, what it is it the voice? Marcelo Tubert. It's got to be Tubert, right? Tubert, really? <laughs> it can't be Tubert. It's got to be Tubert. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Unless
0: if it's Marcelo Marcelo
1: Tubert. He'd have to if on. If his
0: first name's Marcelo, it's probably bear.
1: Okay, let's Tubert.
0: bear. He did the voice, actually. He was a voice. Marcelo is a talented actor and voice artist. He was introduced to the theater at age three. in Garcia... I'm going to pronounce some more stuff. Lorca's Yerma. When a child actor in a visiting troupe became ill. When he was seven, Marcelo and his family moved to Los Angeles where he later took up acting seriously.
1: Seriously?
0: Seriously. I see. In high school when he studied in Los Angeles, City College Theater Arts Department. Okay. Got it. I got it. You know who this guy is? I don't know. He's a lot of he's What's a lot of uh voice act? yeah, voice artist and okay. in a lot of
1: Hit us with movies. some examples. Don't be telling us.
0: Among the most notable voice roles was Laurent in the English version of Toys in the Attic.
1: Okay, here you go. Really? Are you kidding me? Really? That's the most notable? That sounds like That's you can't respond Did you this actually research it? No, 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 no. See, you're going about this all wrong. Are you done? I'm done now.
0: Other roles include animated series Pinky and the Brain...
1: Okay, there we go.
0: Batman: The Animated Series. Okay,
1: finally, we're getting somewhere. The
0: Real Adventures of Johnny Quest.
1: Johnny Quest. Who doesn't love Johnny Quest?
0: King of the Hill.
1: I don't really watch that.
0: And when I say,
1: really, I've never watched it. Okay.
0: Contributed to additional voices: of King Kung Fu Panda. Okay. Two. Madagascar Two. Over the Hedge. Shrek Two. Shark Tale.
1: Okay, we get the picture now. We don't need to read them all off. That's what you should have lead, led with. You buried the lead Apocalypto. with. Apocalypto. Apocalypto, really? And Passion movie. of the Christ. Well, oh, that's weird that we're talking about this biblical stuff here. And he was in Passion of the Christ and yep. Apocalypto. Not that Apocalypto has anything to do with Passion of the Christ, except they're both Mel Gibson movies. So maybe he's a buddy with Mel Gibson.
0: Maybe. He has 143 actor, rules, actor credits. Wow. And the earliest acting was a hotel manager in Heart to Heart. In 1983.
1: Heart to Heart? Was that a TV show?
0: Yeah. What? I you didn't
1: don't watch know this it? TV show? No, I don't oh. know this TV show. I know, I know, I know a lot, an extreme amount, but Heart to Heart. I probably remember seeing it advertised, but I never watched it.
0: I don't know what to tell you. And he has two upcoming.
1: This better be good if you're mentioning this now.
0: Why? He just completed.
1: I know. I'm excited to hear this. I'm afraid. Yeah, you should be afraid. <laughs> you're going to bring us. Uh... Billy swims the ocean and uh, I swam with the turtle. Those are the movies, I bet. Something we've never heard of and we're not really anticipating.
0: Pretty outrageous. Oh,
1: get out of here with that.
0: It's a comedy. Okay. Comes out in June.
1: You're banned from this from now on.
0: <laughs> He's also in a children's horror movie that comes out in October.
1: Okay, children's horror it's movie. It's a, a league children's of. Children's horror movie? What is yeah.
0: that? League of Legend Keepers Shadows.
1: Children's horror movie? That's just a weird genre. Yeah. Come on, parents. I Bring your kids. We'll frighten them.
0: I don't... Well, it's not to that point. You know what I mean? It's PG-13 type stuff. Okay. Stuff. You know what I mean.
1: I think I just got to step in and rescue this wait, now. Wait. One oh. more
0: thing. Wait, wait, wait. He I was said I got to rescue this. Wait a minute. Some notable TV show.
1: Really? We're going to continue on with his just acting one, credits? Just one.
0: three more. He... Oh, no. Two more. He was in Doogie House room, D.
1: Because we brought up the Magic Castle and the other day.
0: He was in Dharma and Greg.
1: You just like Dharma and Greg. That's what you <laughs> I wanted found to bring that, that up. I had
0: to bring it up. <laughs> that has no relevance to what
1: we're talking about here.
0: And one um, title that I thought was pretty, I liked 2007 seventeen. He played White Mustache in Prison Break.
1: White Mustache in Prison Break. Mm-hmm. White Mustache. is White Mustache. Bad. That's pretty good. That's it. But yeah, I think it's time that I step in with your crazy antics over there. Why? I just said with your what crazy I antics? brought to you. I'm still reeling about Toys in the Attic or whatever the hell you brought to us. That was your lead. That was your opener. <laughs> that, oh, he's been in a lot of stuff and we'll know him. Break out your DVDs of Toys in the Attic. Get out of here.
0: That's rude.
1: Since we're talking about more characters here, such as uh, Ratlin.
0: he <laughs> forgot his name already. <laughs> White mustache. I'm getting a lot of
1: these introductions out of the way. Heather is too, apparently. I probably should not skip over Davy Jones any longer. I know we've done that a few times. We can dive into as his rich history in other episodes as we need to, but I think we can do some basics for now. Now, you better hold on tight, because this is how it works. I'm going to show <laughs> you how this breakdown happens. I almost need a special introduction for this, because it's like awesomeness happening.
0: You may say it's awesomeness, but you get a kick out of one when I do it. Really? Yeah.
1: How dare you? Davy Jones is none other than Bill Nye. Look at that. Did you see that? Feeling that I brought to that
0: Like Like the scientist guy
1: Not Bill Nye You gotta put a Y on there Bill Nye A legend in himself Just like Jones Although I'd venture to say He doesn't escort souls To the afterlife But then again I don't know him personally So maybe he does It's like Where do I even begin With this guy He's a movies by minute Kind of seven degrees Of Kevin Bacon thing Going on He's all over the map So tons of awards And nominations He began his career On the stage Proper British actor I almost was gonna do a British accent, and then I knew I'd slay it, so I just decided to abandon it right when I started it. Probably a good idea. Yeah, it was a good idea. He played the part of Samwise Gamgee. Now, see? Come on. Seriously? Hey! No! not Okay, wait a second. You're jumping the gun here, but I'm showing you how I've enraptured you into this conversation so already. Rude. Samwise Gamgee in the original BBC radio production of Lord of the Rings. Hey. Sean Astin was Samwise Gamgee.
0: That's why I didn't understand Gamgee. <laughs> it's like they're going to the
1: Ganges, going to Africa. Samwise Gamgee. Shout out to Lord of the Rings Minute. He's also a huge fan of the Rolling Stones. And that gives us that Keith Richards connection that we were talking about the other day. Rejoined Johnny Depp and Gore Verbinski for the animated flick Rango. He voiced Rattlesnake Jake. Oh, really? Yeah. He was Minister Rufus Scrimgeour in Harry Potter. Or is that how it's pronounced? Scrimgeour? In the cult favorite, Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, he was in that as well, and Shaun of the Dead, and the Underworld franchise, and more.
0: Did you say Shaun of the Dead?
1: Shaun of the Dead. You just better roll with it. I thought it was Dawn of the Dead. That's different. You're completely off base. This is cult classics here, which is also a cult classic Dawn of the Dead, but this is Shaun of the Dead. Hey, you better get on the pop culture train here, buddy. Before officially casting Bill Nighy for Dead Man's Chest, producers also met with other actors, including Christopher Walken and Ian McShane. Hmm. Who, by the way, Ian McShane comes back in the fourth movie appearance as Blackbeard. So they must have liked what they saw, but that he didn't fit for Davy Jones. Hmm. So back to the character Davy Jones, though. He has a variety of nicknames, which I thought I'd bring to the table. Captain, of course. Ruler of the Ocean Depths. Lord of the Deep. Lord of the Locker. Lord of the Sea. Devil of the Seas. Old Hob, which was referenced in Curse of the Black Pearl. Remember we talked about Old Hob? Yeah. That was, oh, uh, those guards. They were saying that they're going to go to Old Hob. Shoot. Are you kidding? I can't remember their names. What are the guards' names? It's not like they don't come back. I mean, they're in some of these other movies, for crying out loud. I keep wanting to say Pintel and Rigetti, but what are the yeah, fucking guards' too. names? Murtog and Mulroy. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Murtog and Mulroy. That's it. I can't believe I forgot that. Anyways. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, actually. Especially since it has one of the greatest lines ever spoken in the movie. Which is I'm not gonna say it right now, I'll just let everybody hang out Which with that. is no Ye intruders beware No oh. that wrong movie. Oh wrong movie
0: I don't think you can say it right now.
1: You wanna bet? Yeah. You've seen a ship with black sails that's captained by a man so evil that hell himself spat it back. You've seen a ship with black sails that's captained by a man so evil that hell itself spat him back out? Have you seen that?
0: Didn't it say something about the crew in there?
1: That's right. You've seen a ship captained by... You've seen a ship crewed by the damned and captained by a man so <laughs> evil that hell itself spat him back out. Have you seen that ship? Yeah. I told you I could do it. Uh-huh. In three takes.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Anyways, back to our list. Fish Face, Vile Squid Man, Captain Calamari, uh... Captain Calamari. I like
0: Captain Calamari.
1: Sounds like he should be on a package next to the Gordon's fisherman. <laughs> Honey, Gordon's fish sticks tonight, or do we fancy it up and get a bit of Captain Calamari's fried rings?
0: This episode
1: brought to you by Captain Calamari, serving day-old bycatch straight from the nets to your kitchen table. You out of breath? I was out of breath. I was really hungry for some. I really Captain got calamari. I really got riled up for Captain Calamari really got my juices flowing.
0: The gardens,
1: Captain Calamari.
0: All I can see is... That's got to be
1: the title of the episode since we have to try and name it every time we're on a show. You're
0: taking that little breathing hole thingy, whatever you call God, it. God, I could
1: use one of those right now.
0: And you're chopping little pieces off and frying I them up. I can actually
1: use that when I'm trying to say I the lines and I could just have that breath. Yeah, because I liked your idea, but I had to take it. I hornswoggled it and made it better. That's what I did.
0: How do you make it better? Because
1: I could use that little breathing siphon. As we discussed and Tia Dalma mentioned, he was once a mortal pirate, but that part of his life is shrouded in a bit of mystery. It is known that he was a great sailor, of course, who fell in love with the goddess Calypso, who was changing, harsh and untamable as the sea. We know that. There were differences of the story, which said that Jones either fell in love with the woman of the sea, or fell in love with the woman or the sea. That was it. Anyways, Calypso rewarded that love by giving Davy Jones the sacred task of collecting all the poor souls who lost at sea and ferry them to the other side. To carry out his task, Calypso gave him the Flying Dutchman. And that's a ship which could enter the limbo-like dimension that became known as Davy Jones's Locker. Because of that love, Jones agreed to set foot on dry land once every ten years. That's how this story comes about. We can really chat about this transformation and skipping out on his duties later. Because that's some plot stuff that comes up. Probably next season when we actually find out the details.
0: So what are you spoiling it now for? Yeah, it's kind of a spoiler.
1: So sorry, you'll have to wait till next season So
0: ridiculous.
1: Then there's the connection and history with Jack Sparrow and his whole deal that they made. It's like so much to delve into over the course of this movie and the next one. We're going to have lots of material. Yeah. It's like we can bounce back from history to parts of the Caribbean mythology, expanded universe, all that stuff. Jones's physical mannerisms were distinctive. He had a strong Scottish accent, which was accented by various vocal and facial tics, and a mocking laugh. That's how he's described. Hmm. He would commonly extend the vowel sounds and was known to release water through his mouth when in despair or rage.
0: Kind of like uh, when Bootstrap did it, when he started talking. Yeah,
1: I think that guy is just, that poor Bootstrap. <laughs> that guy was out of it. That guy toked it up a little too much or something.
0: <laughs> like the rest
1: of his crew, though, Davy Jones had, over the course of time, spent aboard the Flying Dutchman taken on the appearance of various aquatic flora and fauna to the point where he seemed to have lost all humanity. And then, of course, as we see, Jones's head was replaced with something resembling an octopus. We'll call him a cephalopod. With a beard of 46 tentacles hanging from his mottled, green-skinned face. Huh.
0: 46. Huh? I counted all Did of you? those. Yeah. Wow.
1: It's like, rewind. Pause. Rewind.
0: No, he has one crab... Claw hand. Yeah. The other one looks like all, like a horn or something.
1: It's the horn of plenty. But he has the crab foot, is what you called the peg leg. Yeah. We talked about that last time. Right. He had a crustacean style claw, since you mentioned it, on his left arm, and a long tentacle-like index finger on his right hand. His right leg resembled that of a crab, which in turn resembled the peg leg, and that gave Davy Jones an awkward gait, so he occasionally used a barnacle-encrusted wooden stick as a crutch. Huh. His blood was black rather than red, and his skin had a light green shade. Yes. I'm guessing the black blood is like the octopus ink, the squid ink thing. That's what I'm guessing. I have some quick Davy Jones behind the scenes facts if you're up for it.
0: Okay. I'm always up for it.
1: Prior to official announcements regarding a fourth Pirates installment, actor Bill, you know, the Bill Nye guy, the Bill 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 Nye with a Y, Bill
0: Nye with a science
1: guy, Bill Nye with a Y. Expressed interest in returning as Davy Jones He stated I am technically dead but then again who cares Everybody dies in the pirate movies They killed Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush Death is not permanent in the pirate world I have a serious desire to come back However the film entitled On Stranger Tides When it was released in 2011 Did so without Bill in the cast So obviously he didn't return Despite this however Jones was apparently brought back from the dead In Dead Men Tell No Tales at the end credit scene Is it possible they're actually bringing him back?
0: Oh, it did. The end credit, you couldn't tell exactly it was him, though.
1: Really? I know you didn't see him. There's a lot of clues, though. Well, yeah. We're not going to really get into that. Bill himself, however, wasn't even aware that Davy Jones had reappeared in the post-credit scenes until months after the film's release, revealing his confusion when a taxi driver asked him if he was going to appear in the next installment, and he reiterated once more that he... Take the role without hesitation should he be approached to appear. Huh. I'm sure it some has something to do with fat ass paycheck as well. Maybe he Plus, he likes the character. It. Yeah. I, okay, it helps when you get paid those kind of figures.
0: Well, of course, anything
1: helps. I'd enjoy being Davy Jones for that kind of paycheck. Of no, well, I'd do it for free, probably.
0: <laughs> you would.
1: That's not right. probably. You would. How dare you? So that may be an interesting clue as to what may come if we get another Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay, that wasn't fast. That part wasn't. Here's the fast facts, because that was actually rather long kind of thing. Davy Jones and his tentacle beard was inspired by Blackbeard. There we go. His face color was inspired by a coffee-stained styrofoam cup, which was then scanned into Industrial Light and Magic's computers to be used as his skin.
0: Why was it green? Coffee's not green.
1: I don't know what they did to that coffee. Yeah, The computer-generated imagery used to complete Jones was highly praised and named by Entertainment Weekly as the second most convincing computer-generated film character in film history at the time. Venture to guess who was number one? No. Computer-generated character at the time. This came out 2006. King Kong. That King Kong remake. The legend of Davy Jones' locker is hundreds of years old, though previously not connected to the legends of the Flying Dutchman and the Kraken. And then a privateer called David Jones was active in the Indian Ocean between 1634 and 1637 as navigator and later captain of a British privateer ship. He may or may not be related to the legend of Davy Jones's locker. So oh. that's it. That's what I'm going to end on with uh, my fast facts list.
0: He may or may not. Do you, you know the answer to that?
1: I, you're going to bring it to us yep, in another exactly, time? Exactly.
0: Okay. I found it kind of curious when he mentions to Will, you're neither dead nor dying. The other guys didn't look dead nor dying either.
1: Yeah, but I think the thing was, is that maybe they were, or maybe they were already dead, and they were kind of in this limbo-like state.
0: Okay, but they slit the one guy's throat.
1: I know, yeah.
0: So you think they were in a limbo dead state? Possibly. And he could tell that Will was not?
1: Because it's like, Will came from another ship that wasn't attacked by the Kraken. I got that. These guys were attacked by the Kraken and were dying or maybe even dead. And maybe some of them were dead, but still look like they were alive. Because this they is the whole they were dead? ferrying their souls across. Right. So I think that's what it is. Will kind of interrupted this supernatural element with some of these guys. It's like, they don't know they're dead yet. They died. Now they have to make a deal with Jones. Are they going to go away or not? And then basically the symbol of killing them
0: kind of like six cents
1: yeah it's like six cents kind of they're already dead they don't know it possibly that's my guess yeah and i don't want to leave out since we're talking characters here for a lot of the episode is we get this helmsman and he's overshadowed by jones for sure so he's officially called the scuttled ship helmsman he was played by david keyes He's the one who decides to join Davy Jones's crew as opposed to meeting the maker so to speak. Oh, okay. It's that guy. I can't say that blame him.
0: No. He did you get just get 100 years, you know, you yeah. don't know what that's going to look like, but
1: I know. He did just see them come out of the ship. So that's like a nice job benefit. You get to materialize out of things.
0: <laughs> it's not, it looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. It helps
1: make up for becoming a sea creature. That's true. Maybe he should ask if he gets to pick a creature before he commits to Ooh. 100 years on the Flying Dutchman. Do now, you get uh, to pick which one you want to be?
0: Now I have a question for you. What? If you could pick, what would you be?
1: I'd be a sea sponge.
0: <laughs> it's most fitting right now or what? How dare you? Get the <laughs> hell out
1: of here. That's rude.
0: just kidding. <laughs> now we're done talking for Why? the rest of the day. No, seriously. What would you be?
1: I don't know. I'd have to give it some serious thought. Really? Yeah. What do I? Am I thinking of what I'd want to be or what would be like a cool character look?
0: Where you'd want to be
1: because i'm if it could be different though if i'm just looking like straight looks and appearances i'm thinking well there's a couple options what if you're part cuttlefish and you can change the texture and look of your skin color and stuff that'd be pretty sweet
0: that'd be kind of cool
1: or what about even a lionfish that has like the the fins that are are spiked yeah Yeah. see that's what i'm talking about i gotta really got a puffer puffer is cool the spikes that just come out a You'd be really anemone. scary then. Sea enemy mm. stinging people, that'd be fun. <laughs> it's actually interesting because you know that the stinging cells, they're called nematocyst. And what's really cool about them is that if you look at them like under the microscope, they look like little fishing Oops. harpoons. Oh, really? So when a cell is bumped, it actually blasts out and shoots this tiny microscopic kind of harpoon that has a tether to it. Into the thing that touched it. Say yeah. another fish or something. Huh. So it's like a thousand of these little cells just explode with these little tiny harpoons. And that's why you feel yourself get stung. It's called wow. a nematocyst. Hmm. There we go. Thank ah, you for that. Yeah. Glad biology wasn't wasted on me.
0: <laughs>
1: and see, because of that, now I can imagine being a big one for Davy Jones where people could touch me and I could shoot like these harpoon things at of my... The winner here, obviously.
0: Would you have a caudal peduncle?
1: Yeah, I would have a caudal peduncle. See, I'm glad my fisheries biology classes weren't wasted on you either. <laughs> Keys, getting back to Keys, our homesman, has also been getting the steady gig since 1995, racking up almost 50 TV and movie appearances. Wow. He was in another Disney movie, a voice in 102 Dalmatians. Waddlesworth. Oh. Is that one of the dogs? Maybe, right? I'm not up on my Disney sequels, oh, I guess.:
0: Yeah, I don't know if we've seen 102.
1: So my wrap-up question, since I'm just going to move along, would you take the Davy Jones deal or the throat cut and dropped into the depths?
0: I'd take the deal.
1: Yeah, I might too. I mean, it's a good strategy question, and I'm thinking I might opt for the Flying Dutchman service. I'm sure I'd probably regret it afterwards, but in the heat of the moment, I'd probably be hoping I might be able to find a way out of this, as opposed to meeting the end, which is death. Yeah. That's that... Well, okay, typically there's no way out. Generally, not always, but... It's like that human hope that you have there. Right. You're thinking, I I'm probably can find a loophole. It'd be like Johnny De- or Johnny Depp. Captain Jack Sparrow. going to find a loophole. Yeah. Cheat my way out of this. I think we all have a little Captain Jack Sparrow in us. That's the human condition. Yeah. With the hope. Oh, see now? Yeah. We go from craziness and now I just brought it all home with some highfalutin, like, nematicist-like powers <laughs> to harness our human emotions. And then, of course, as I'm suffering in his service, I'd be wishing I chose option A. (laughs) But anyways, like I said, that's the human emotion. That's the power of hope. Keeps you going. Maybe the chaplain chose wisely as he, well, maybe he's like one of the Knight Brothers, will say to Indiana Jones. You chose wisely. (laughs) So, yeah. The material around Davy Jones is pretty crazy on all these other characters. The history, it's like nonstop. It's almost like we need to continue this movie to 150 minutes. And then stretch it into another movie with the same characters and storyline for another (laughs) staggering 168 minutes. That would cover it if we were only so lucky as to have a movie that long to be able to cover all this material we have. But let me guess. Who on earth would actually make a 318 minute pirate movie? Because let's be honest. Dead Man's Chest and At World's End. They're the same movie. And then break it into two double features. Yeah. Double features, double your money, I guess. That's insane. No one would do such a thing, would they?
0: Nope.
1: Ah, thank you, Gore, and Thank you, Disney. (laughs) Now, just thinking about all those minutes, I might need to actually make a deal with Davy Jones just to make it through all that. (laughs) Because we're on minute 62, and there's 318, and then, of course, it's On Stranger Tides. So, we got 318 minutes of talking Davy Jones going on here. Wow. That's a lot of Davy Jones action. That's a lot of
0: Davy Jones action.
1: I'm sorry if I scared everybody out there. Yeah. 318 by the time we're done talking. Davy Jones. (laughs) And then the freaking comes back. Potentially. In a sequel to Dead Men Tell No Tales. Hmm. Uh, That's possible. Okay. Anything else besides being frightened to death of season three? (laughs) No. Okay. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's start the weekend.
0: Let's do that.
1: We can all go do a little nematicist research while we're out there.
0: Sounds like a good idea.
1: Have some grog. Look up the intricacies in the biology of anemones sounds like a plan Anemones, fish yeah all of that stuff sea creatures so we'll be back on monday with minute 63 of dead man's chest until then scallywags let's keep the horns swoggling and the biology lessons to a minimum this weekend yeah go ahead and do that have some fun (laughs) you've been listening to the black pearl show And we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed. Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and season two is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash Men, instagram.com slash Show, soundcloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. Yo ho ho This is a Shoutreach Media Production.